This is part one of a three-part podcast. Hi, my name is Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, it's going. Okay. Can you see the numbers? I see numbers, yes. Okay. I'm a few seconds in. All right, so I'm here with Dr. Julia. Did you know that you actually have a stethoscope around your neck? I do. Okay. It's like, do you feel naked without the stethoscope right now? Oh, right look at that. This. this is the world's most beautiful, I'm holding it up to the microphone, the world's most beautiful stethoscope. That is fancy. I've never seen a stethoscope like that. You haven't. And, and so you're, you're, you're styling in the Department of Stethoscopes. Styling. Okay. Yes, it's covered in beads. So, and uh, uh, so, so Julia, you're on the staff at Permies.com. You've been in my podcast before. I have. We talked about um, Gracie's. Oh, right. Gracie's Backyard. Gracie's I remember Backyard, that. Backyard, the, the film. L- lovely, lovely show. Yeah. Now, today we've got a couple of important things. I, I went and I viewed your property, 40 acres, yesterday, right. and we're going to talk about it. I made a list of notes, mm-hmm. and we're going to review all of that, and, and there's an important thing we need to talk about after that. Okay. But first, I want to kind of do, I, I made a note to myself, the next time I report, record a podcast, mm-hmm. there's some stuff to share. First, Bill Krim has been uh, processing all of the podcasts. I think he's been doing an amazing job. Yes, he has. I've, the podcast. Podcasts are moving really fast, which is awesome. He's he's making it easier for me to do this, and so thank you, Bill. And on top of that, I was visiting with him, and he says, "Why is it that on iTunes it shows only 40, and you know instead of like other podcasts have like hundreds?" And I said, "Oh man, that's just been a problem for like eight years now, and it's like I've I actually paid people trying to solve it." So he went in and he got it to go up to 100 right. and, and he's talking about doing more than 100 yeah. um, but uh, so far it's up to 100 but but just a quick note yes. because I've, I've now run into like I don't know a dozen people who said I've listened to all of the podcasts all 40 of them <laughs> <laughs> you're off by a factor of 10 yeah there's about like 440 some or something like yeah. that yeah so, uh, which is why out at iTunes they're numbered. Okay, this is podcast number 440 something or another. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, a couple of different things. One is that now apparently there's a hundred of them at iTunes. Another one is, is that, um, you can, uh, we've got a thing over at Permies where you can get like all of them plus a whole bunch of other goodies mm-hmm. all for 20 bucks. And so all of the podcasts are provided as, uh, a convenient zip files. Like there's 40 per zip files file or something like that so there's like 10 zip files um and so um so there's that and then i think you also get like several of the microdocs and the cards as a pdf and a bunch of stuff so for you know so i want to make sure that people know that they could could get them so they don't have to like go through them one at a time at permies.com right because you can get them all for free Yeah. yeah you can go to the 
What section of Hermes is that? There's a, there's a forum called something like the you know Paul Wheaton podcast or something, the podcast mm-hmm. forum. And there's a thread for each podcast. And you can go get them right. all one at a time. Every podcast has a thread. And you can comment on that thread. And a lot of people do. Yeah. And there's a lot of really good stuff in there. A lot of people have, have pointed out some very fascinating things. Um, which I kind of, I mean, I'm very proud of our community. Right. And part of it is because of staff like yourself. I mean, we have a lot of staff. Mm-hmm. And not only are they patrolling constantly to make things good, but at the same time, I don't know what it is, but on other sites, I think most of the people that have fascinating and awesome things to say get run off by crazy people. Mm. And I think we're really good at running off the crazy people. And so now... It's like when there are comments, it's like, wow, that was amazing. And um, a lot of the staff are kind of like, um, uh, well, professionals. So you're uh-huh. you're a physician. Right. I'm a physician. And um, I know that we had a couple of the staff out to Eaton Labs recently um, and, and uh, professionals, uh, engineers, um, scientists. Uh, it's it's like I'm kind of the more I learn about the people that are on our staff, the more it's like wow, we have a good crew. Um, so make you know, all I'm saying is is that you might if you if you enjoyed a podcast or you have something to say, um, definitely pop on out and find the thread that goes with that podcast. Right. Um, I usually use Google myself. <laughs> <laughs> we have a search ways. function as well, but you know, I, I'm just uh, lazy. I just use Google. Um, um, and uh, and I I know that Google is naughty and we should I should move away from Google, <sighs> but it does yeah. tentacles all in my life. But all right, um, let's see. When I went to go and look at the thing about. Uh, so this is the last of my notes. Right, right. Um, when I went to go and look at the thing about how there's now 100 podcasts out there then um, that are showing on right. iTunes to say, like, look, that's true. There, it's working. Bill fixed it. Yay. Hey, Bill. It, says, Bill. it says there are 111 reviews averaging 4.3 stars. And so I kind of had two thoughts. One, I didn't know iTunes had a review thing. <laughs> And uh, and two, 4.3. I'm amazed at 4.3. You would think a bunch of people would have gone out there and super. Like I was, I was amazed that it was above a two. Because, <laughs> well, I kind of feel like no, what I'm doing is not the style for most people. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, this is crap. And it's like, good, good. I'm glad you figured out it was crap. Now you're not gonna listen anymore, and you can go away now. And this is for not you. <laughs> this is. So I'm amazed that I got 4.3. Um, um, and then, uh, so let's see, uh, some quick notes, um, tons and tons of five-star reviews. I just, it really was warming to see all those five-star reviews. Um, uh, thanks to all those people. Uh, and so these, uh, these podcasts are, I make these podcasts for the people that gave me five stars. Uh, so Tony from Michigan said, my favorite podcast. Uh, Mooney Miller said very excellent. Washington Farm D said pure genius. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pure wow. genius. Pure yeah. genius. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, Bike Mac said only for cool people. <laughs> and uh, there, the review at the top that gives me one star, uh, it says it's because I'm arrogant. And they, they kind of said it as if being arrogant is a bad thing. <laughs> I, I didn't understand. Uh, shouldn't I get five stars for being arrogant? Uh, plus, uh, how can anybody record 
any podcast without arrogance. So here's a philosophical question. Um, is the Dalai Lama, is he an arrogant fuck? Oh yeah, look at look at you think. Look, I see steam coming out of your ears. I see, it's like I think the gr- the gears are grinding. You saw me looking thoughtful. You know, it's I'm looking thoughtful, but that's that's it. I'm, I I see your brain having to go up and use all the CPU available, and trying to grind that. And it's like, but it's like here's the thing. So, uh-huh. in order for the Dalai Lama to say anything. Right. Especially to an audience, he yeah. has to believe that what he says is of value to even one other person, mm-hmm. and that is an act of arrogance. Okay. So he has to be arrogant, even though he advocates humility. You cannot make a po- can you make a podcast and be truly humble? <laughs> I, and for that, I mean, can you post at a forum and be truly humble? Just depends on your definition of truly uh, humble. I think I think both of us have to because you post at the forums regularly, and of course yeah. I post, okay. but I embrace that I'm an arrogant fuck. Yeah. And so um, I think that anybody who posts at a forum has to embrace at least some degree of arrogance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like now a person could start to argue like, well, you know, Paul's clearly more arrogant than I am. I am so humble standing next to Paul. And it's like, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, are you arrogant at all? And I think that unless, and I kind of feel like there's a lot of people who take a vow of silence. And it's like they are recovering arrogantoholics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Whereas the people that have just never spoken a word, they are pro- they they are they're candidates for being truly humble. Um so anyway, um So we need people to to do more um what are they called? reviews at iTunes. It helps oh, people well. find it helps people find the podcast. Well, that's that's true. I know this cuz other podcasters I listen to say it all the time. Okay. All right. Oh, and by the way, this person that's saying that I'm arrogant uh-huh. and gave me as if it's a bad thing right. and, and gave me one star, yeah. their uh, moniker is the King of Mexico. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. The king thinks you're arrogant. <laughs> Somebody who, who chooses to call themselves the <laughs> king. king of Mexico. Obviously, only one person I didn't is allowed know to be Mex- arrogant. I didn't know Mexico had a monarchy. Uh, now now we know. Um, yeah. And it was the king of Mexico that decided that I was arrogant. Whereas, you know... Um, with your head. Yeah. Oh, right. Good point. Let's let's move along. Now we got two important things that we're going to talk about today. One is is that we're going to do uh, I'm going to do some design on your property that we that I just saw last night. Right. And I, we were going to record this podcast last night. And then we talked too much. And next thing you know, pizza. yeah, it was it was. My and then it was getting dark. And it was dark. It was my bedtime, yeah. and um, and it was just it just went on. Lovely people there. You, yes. You've got so you you're kind of building a community. We're building a little community there. It's very nice. Yeah. We had a false start, and. Uh, and we're gonna talk about that yeah. false start. <laughs> I think is probably really needs to be the the prime thing I want to make a podcast about, mm-hmm. and and. Um, and I kind of feel like, uh, and so I want to say a quick thing now, and that is that so often when we talk about solutions, so many people say, um, and I wanted to, and Elliot was going to record this podcast with us, and he I had know, a thing to say, and I yeah. want to see if I can remember it. Um, 
he says that there's a class of people that um, are like uh, you you just gotta or just gotta people or something like that. And I can't remember exactly what he said, so I'm sure I'm saying okay. it wrong. But it's like um, I'll be hearing about it. Uh, oh, good, good, <laughs> good. Uh, well, we need to get the pod people to hear about it. Right, uh, right, right. But he said a brilliant thing, and it was kind of like um, it's like if you're going to go and hire somebody, and and uh, so a lot of people say, well, all you got to do is hire somebody mm-hmm. and, you, and to take care of that. Just, yeah, just get just, someone to just, do that for just you. Just hire somebody. To, yeah. Right, right. And it's like spoken like a dumb fuck who has never hired a person in their life. And it's like, so then, because you go and you try and hire this person and it's like you you go through all the candidates, you pick the best one, and then... Turns out... Not so great. Yeah, what was I thinking? How did, How did I was happen? so careful. They lied. That's what it was. Yeah. And I couldn't tell the difference between the people that were lying and the people that were telling the truth. And um, and then, of course, this sometimes they really believe the bullshit that the, the, they're presenting. Oh, that now, makes it harder. Now we're getting deep into some psychology yeah. here. <laughs> but but the important thing is, is that there are. Uh, uh, the people that were mm-hmm. sitting in the bleachers over there who have never hired anybody now say, well, duh, you gotta hire somebody good. I mean, <laughs> it's obvious. Kind of step one, yeah. And, and it's, it's like, uh, I mean, in, of course, there's the temptation to go to this fictitious person and, and shoot them. I, I, I'm gonna guess you don't actually own any firearms, but yeah. after a while you get tempted, like, you know, firearms, turns out. It is a tool I do not currently have in my toolbox, and suddenly I'm feeling like... I think this might be why you're a fan of the giant berms. (laughs) The giant berms. (laughs) Keep them away. I need those people to stop looking at my shit. Don't even look. Just stay away. And so then there's all this. You try and make an arrangement, Mm -hmm. and then it goes to shit. And then it's like, oh, man. And, but at the same time, we know that there's decent people. We've, we've got interactions with people who've been lovely. Right. And it's like, at the same time, there's people where it's like, you try to put something together and it goes to shit and it's kind of like, oh. and then, uh, then the person over there is like, well, you should have hired somebody good. Oh, yeah. That was helpful. Thanks. You gotta have a better process for selecting. Thanks, buddy. Tips. Thanks. Yeah, because yeah, you've got a crystal ball and I don't, I guess, you know. So, um, so that was, Elliot was making this point of all these people who are like the, you know, you gotta people or whatever. They, mm-hmm. they, they're constantly, so I, and I kind of feel like, um, there, there is a struggle that we need, and this is going to be at the end of the podcast. There is a struggle um, to get everything to work out, and it, mm-hmm. and it does require a certain quality of person. Oh, go away. So, um, yeah, some lately, uh, uh, you, I'm sure you've heard of this uh, health insurance companies. As a physician, yeah, uh, they they yeah. seem to really, really, really want me to buy a new health insurance. Okay, uh, they're calling me about ten times a day now. Really? Yeah, they they they, they desperately al- need me to how buy. How do they know you're a live one? How, how <laughs> I do they don't, know that like you're a potential I, customer? <laughs> So I think that my current health insurance may have shared my information. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, with their buddies. Uh. Hey, buddies. Yeah, something like that. That's my guess. I, I don't know. It. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Um, uh, let's start with doing some analysis on your 40 acres. Okay. All right. Um, there was there's an orchard there. How many trees do you suppose are in your orchard? It's about two and a half acres of orchard. Oh. 
Let's mean, just. What a hundred and yeah. fifty. Let's 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 just yeah no see, that was a very zen little gong. It's, it says that whoever was trying to sell me health mm-hmm. insurance, they left a message. Left a message. And when I, if you listen to the message, and I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast is familiar with this phenomenon, uh-huh. it's like they didn't they didn't wait to start the message, start the recording until the beep. And, oh, and so, so you're halfway uh, on yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it starts fun. press four. <laughs> And it's like, oh, I found the delete button. Is that work? <laughs> All right. Um, uh, okay, so there's an orchard. orchard. Right, Let's so say there's 100 trees in can, your orchard. Can I can I summarize the the property quickly? So it's 40 acres. Okay. There's about it's about half forest, 18 to 20 acres, 17 to something acres of forest, and basically the forested areas are the areas that were sloped, too sloped to to clear. And then there are two houses, one of them 100 years old, one of them about 50 years old, 50, 60 years old. And um, so they each have like an acre around them. And then there's this orchard kind of in the middle, two and a half acres. And then there's about 15 to 17 acres of pasture. That's what we got. Isn't, isn't there a manufactured home? You're right. I forgot. I'm, I'm thinking of the way the property was when we got it. That's how it was when we got it. And then the 100-year-old house was not very livable. Uh-huh. And our first set of, we thought they'd be farmers, um, ad, uh, advocated buying this manufactured home. And uh, the the woman says, oh, my dad sold manufactured homes, and this is a good one. We should buy this one. So we did, and then it was a nightmare okay. from then on. And we're still trying to make that livable. But, yeah, there's now we, we bought a manufactured home. It's like 40 years old, and we set that up next to the barn. So, so if it's 40 years old and yeah. a manufactured home, it sounds like it's already ready for the compost pile. Pretty much. Because those, those things don't last. They don't have lasting power. Yeah. yeah. It was a fancy one in its day. Okay. Like, in its day, it was a top-of-the-line right. manufactured home. But, Let's, yeah, now, that was a bad idea. Now, of course, you've been in one of my podcasts before, but how many of my podcasts have you listened to? I think I've listened to all of them, except I didn't pay for the political one. That was a good choice. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got, I believe, three. You paid for two or two of the others? Because there's, I, I think I've got like three that are like you pay for. Okay. And I, they and my message up, they for, showed up in the gobs, like years ago. No way. I. I, I okay, maybe. So the, maybe the three, I'm there's, more. there's, there's three the three that I, I charge twenty five dollars for, and my message at the top is, do not buy this. Okay. <laughs> this is, and it's because people kept asking for this stuff, mm-hmm. and so finally I made it, and I made, and I said put twenty five dollars on it, like do I know not. I listen to one. Buy of this. The, the one about like relationships or something. Oh right, that right. one. I don't know how I got access to that one, but uh, um, but no, not the religious and, one and not the politics. And one. that was somebody. It was a jetpack person who contacted me and asked for relationship advice. Yeah. And it was detailed. And I mean, I. So I anyway, I wanted to make sure to get the information to him. And um, and plus, you know, and I and I do, I do, I feel like I've got some relationship advice, but I'm not, <laughs> not gonna, for the world. I'm not gonna put it out there for the world. No, it's like if you're if you're so, in a pickle, yeah. and I think my relationship advice has helped a few couples that were in a bad place. So I'm, I think I got into Permies 
it's been seven or eight years, I think. You've listened to all the podcasts. Yeah, I've listened to all the podcasts. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, is that when I talk to you, I kind of feel like your values are quite aligned with what's in the mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, buying a double wide. Right. Well, I wasn't very involved in that decision, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's like there's you. Know, so basically, you're trying to be a full-time physician. Yeah. And you're on call a lot. Yeah. And, and at the same it's time, like right now, get this get <laughs> this uh, property, start down Permaculture Road, mm-hmm. and you're getting a lot of help from your husband. And then there's these two people yeah, that like we're trying to help property. out a lot. And and then it's kind of like uh, next thing you know, this decision, and it's kind of like your spidey sense is tingling. But everybody's saying, no, no, it makes good sense. It's going to be great. Yeah, we'll just, you know, it's it's the cheapest way to, um, uh, it's the cheapest way to manage this uh, need for housing. Here it is. It's ready to live in. It's going to be so easy to just move this and set it down there. And just none of those things were true. Like moving it was a nightmare. There was nobody who wanted to move it. Like, this was supposed to be easy to arrange, and it was not easy to arrange. Nobody that wanted to move it. Nobody that wanted to... It's a big deal. They had to, like, cut it into two pieces to put it onto trucks to move it to our property. And the guys that cut it were just animals, you know, like they destroyed... They had no idea what they were doing. They just took a sawzall and, like, cut the house in half. And then they didn't do a great job putting it back together, and yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And then it turns out that, like, the electricity is all terrible, and none of the plumbing works, and yeah. All right. So it's all had to be rebuilt. It was it was a mess. Yeah. It's not exactly... It's like the furthest possible thing from, from natural... House. From yeah. natural building. Yes, definitely. Okay. And um, and yet there now you and, it, it, and it was added to the property. It was added to the property. Yeah, and uh, and and regrets. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't know if we could have. We didn't have the resources or the time to do like a lovely natural house. You know, we were trying to house these people who were living in a hundred-year-old house that was really not fit for human. Right. You know, human right. uh, residents. And, yeah. We should talk about what state we're in and when, where in that state. Okay, we're in the state of Oregon. Right. And, um... Now, I've heard of Kansas City, and that's in Kansas. I've heard of right. New York City. That's right. in, uh... Oh right, we got we're near Oregon City. The, yeah, the farm is, is near a, Oregon City, which is in Oregon, which is at the end of the Oregon Trail. Oh, so that's why it's called that. Yeah. So when people See, now came west on the Oregon Trail, they ended up in Oregon City. When I I graduated from high school from uh, La Grande, Oregon, which is the opposite side of the state of Oregon, mm-hmm. Eastern Oregon, and um, I remember one day I had a job. Uh, working for my uncle. Is this a... Uh, is, take a break. Oh, you got an on-call thing you have to go and do. <laughs> okay. I'm going to um, uh, pause this. Pause this. I think. Yes. We'll just take a pause. So um, how about how about this? You go and take your call. I'm going to finish my little Oregon Trail story. Okay. So um, I actually took a job, and I was removing old barbed wire fence, and I camped on the Oregon Trail, right on it. I'm going to hit the stop button. 
All right, so um, Oregon all City, your, very nearby. your your doctor stuff is all taken care of. Yes, everyone's alive. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I live in Portland, and I can get to this farm in Beaver Creek in half an hour if there's no traffic, which is a lovely thing. Now, I think a good thing to note about Oregon mm-hmm. is that um, it's a temperate climate. Yes. Um, and I asked, one of the first things I asked Elliot is how much precipitation. He said, I believe if I remember correctly, it was 50 inches. Oh, 50? 30? It's more than 30. It's more than 30, okay. I'm I, think I, guessed, I think I guessed 45, and he told me 50. Okay. And so, um, I mean, I'm just kind of looking at the amount of growth, kind of some estimations about the type of soil, and I estimated 45. And he says, but of course, there's like two to three months in the summer, not a drop of rain. Right. And everything kind of goes dormant and brown. Um, do, because it's like used to getting so much rain, and then there's not. Um, the property has a lot of conifers on it. Yes, it was thoroughly logged 70 years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, what we have is regrowth okay. after that logging. <clears throat> and um, it is a long, skinny property. Very long and skinny. And so one of the small edges of this skinny rectangle is butted up to a road where people kind of go super fast. Super fast. And um, and so at one point, uh, Elliot took me over near the road and said, we need one of your berms here. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we talked about that, and then he said something like, uh, and I think this is a great place right here next to the road to build a house. What? And I said, why, do you hate somebody and you want them to live there? <laughs> I mean, who life. do you want to have drive house crazy? Because it's like the house where we ate pizza last night. Mm-hmm. We ate outside, mm-hmm. and um, and you had a rocket oven, which was cool. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And, which can uh, be seen at permies.com. And there was this gal, uh, Michelle, yes. who uh, cooked the, the pizzas. And um, uh, so anyway. Yes. Was amazing. I want to I want to say all kinds of things about Michelle yes. and Johnny and um, and then there's the other couple Scott and Grace. Scott and Grace. Is that right? Yes. So um, and then Scott and Grace had a child with them and I can't mm-hmm. remember what the little girl's name. She was so bashful that she had to hide behind mom or dad the She's entire adorable. evening. She's adorable. So um, uh, anyway. <clears throat> Where we were eating, mm-hmm. which was outdoors, we mm-hmm. were not that far from the road, but you, I you couldn't hear that. the road. No. I couldn't hear it at all. Yeah. And so, and then most of the property even goes beyond that. Um, so the, the long, skinny property um, is probably, I'm going to just guess, it's three or four times longer than it is wide. Yes. It is a long, skinny. I'd say skinny. it's four times longer than it's wide because the, okay. the classic, like, 40-acre plot is a square. And this is more like, yeah, like if, you know, if the 40-acre plot is is 10 acres it's in, four, in a square, this okay. is 10 acres in, yeah, in, in a, a row. row. Yeah, yeah four 10-acre plots Four 10-acre plots in a row. Yeah. And um, and one of those 10 acres is next to the road. So, I mean, like, uh, and you go, like, even a quarter of the way across the property, and now you don't hear the road anymore. Exactly. And then the property keeps going. And it just keeps going. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Um, <clears throat> and the then there... The 100-year-old house 
is pretty close to the <coughs> like the little hundred year old house is 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 pretty close to you know that's the original right. house. It, yeah. it might have been built there when that road was a dirt road and right. people hardly ever used it. Exactly. <clears throat> And then somewhere along the line, somebody decided, like, let's make this a road that this people... This is like a serious road, yeah. yeah. People, people commute on that road. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, th- it was, we were... It doesn't um, have shoulders or anything. I mean, it's still a country road, but it is a heavily trafficked yeah. road. Yeah. And... It's a, it's a narrow two-lane road, but people are just going 70 miles an hour on it. It was scary to, because when we're like watching the numbers go by and we're clearly irritating the person behind us, then it's like we passed it. So we had to oh, pull right. over and turn around and come it's back. A tough, it's a tough uh, and it's like, driveway um, to find. Yeah, it's, it's, I felt a little bit like Luke Skywalker trying to shoot down that tube. It's like shooting swamp rats at home. And it's like, but, you know, we... Stay we, on target. <laughs> Stay on target. <laughs> yeah, so There's we, your turn. Go, turn. Yeah. 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 I actually, what I what I do is I, this is, people think it's crazy, but I look and if there's nobody in the oncoming, I pull into the oncoming lane, like I pull into the wrong lane to do my final deceleration to turn left. And let the people who've piled up behind you. let the people who've piled up behind me pass me while I'm turning left. So we're standing there talking about this berm mm-hmm. and we're having to kind of shout to talk because yeah. of the cars going by. Right, because it's commute time, so like it's people, yeah, hurrying home. And um, yeah, it was it was yucky. Yeah. Um, and so I said, so I talked about the berms and how to make the berms and what. Big berm. And yeah, and when I talk about, you it, saw I'm, my little wimpy berm that I built by hand. That was not a berm. It's not that, a berm. That wasn't even a hugel culture. Ah, I mean, it's got wood in and it. So, and so that's... It's and, less than oh, six no, feet I tall, got folks. The, I like, got the... It was four feet tall. Now it's three feet so tall. So Elliot says, this is Julia's hugel culture. She needs you to be proud of this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was perennial kale growing on it. There was. And it hasn't been irrigated, and mm. it was still alive okay. after a week of really hot temperatures. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And those flowering things were elephant garlic. Um, all right, so we've kind of painted a picture of the, the property. Yes. And and there's meadows and there's trees. There's there's just do you have to go away again? No, I do not have to go away. I just there's another new baby, so I'm just like ugh. Yeah, okay. Been born. <laughs> Too so, many babies in the sorry. world. Did you just say there's a new baby? Ah. Oh. <laughs> People Look, having their I've, babies. I know so many babies. I've been on call. It'll be a week tomorrow morning at seven. So I'm kind of at the end of it. I'm on call yeah. for a week at a time. I'm just kind of, yeah, you know, like new life. Yay! Congratulations. So, so, yeah. I've been saying congratulations a lot this week. I will say congratulations when I go in the room. Okay. I'm just kind of tired. Okay. All right. All right. The life of being a physician. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we could make a podcast about that someday. That would you be know, an interesting life, podcast. Life choices. Life um, choices. Yeah. But, okay. This the long, skinny, noisy road needs a berm. Big. Big trees. Big berm. Big trees. It's got big trees there now. Right. There it's were got a 70, lot. 70-year-old trees. Which, yeah. which a 70-year-old tree where you're at is much larger than a 70-year-old tree in Montana. This is true. The Portland area is a tree-growing system. Right. Like, the trees here 
I remember when I first moved here, I was just amazed. I'm like, I've never seen a blank that big. You know, like everything yeah. just gets huge because it rains and then the sun shines and then it rains and then the sun shines and it just keeps going back and forth. I think there's more actual sh- sun like mm-hmm. than in Seattle, mm-hmm. but there's still a ton of rain and uh, things just grow. So I saw a lot of BFTs on your property. And and so, um, but there were also meadows. Right. Um, I'm going to get into the meadows a little bit, but just I'm trying to paint a general picture. As you go across each of the 10-acre um, sections that make up your 40 acres, mm-hmm. um, uh, you've got some cattle. You used to have some hogs. Uh, there are some ducks. Ducks, Muscovy, um, Muscovy. And then uh, there's, uh, I don't remember seeing any chickens. There are chickens. Um, Scott is grow. oh, well, he harvested them all. Okay, so Scott raised a batch of meat chickens. Scott raised two batches of meat chickens. The first one were devoured by coyotes when they got moved to pasture five. Um, Elliot has uh, romantically numbered all the pastures and so five is the one in the farthest farthest from the road deepest closest to the forest Mm -hmm. and yes apparently unguarded chickens close to the forest Mm -hmm. are dinner so anyway the set so he's had uh, two sets of meat chickens and uh, we had some on our pizza right okay yeah yeah so there's been meat chickens and um and then, yeah, Johnny and Michelle have been stewarding the chickens and ducks that were abandoned by our first set of farmers. Okay. Because they had goats, mostly goats. They had goats and a couple other animals, and they acquired various things for free. And then when they left, they they sold the miniature horse they took their goats with them, and they just left the chickens and the ducks behind. Interesting choice. Yeah. <clears throat> um, livestock guardian dog. We, well, no, our dog was there yesterday. She's not a livestock guardian she dog. She is not. No, what they need is a she's livestock a, guardian dog. She's a ball guardian dog. She's, yes, if there is a tennis ball, she's all over it. Were those tennis balls? I don't know what that was. It was like a spit ball. <laughs> it was. I don't think it even was a tennis ball. No, someday. it was. It was a dog throwing ball with it, the yeah. stick and all that. But yeah, she's a Beauceron, which is a French farm dog. Um, it's actually an ancient breed. She's got the extra toes and toenails, like uh, like livestock guardian dogs do, like Great Pyrenees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> it, the Beauceron is the breed from whence Herr Doberman, who was a dude, who was a German dude, went to France, saw the Beauceron, said, that's a pretty decent dog. I think I can improve it. And he created oh. the Doberman from the Beauceron. So a lot of okay. people see her and they're like, oh, is that like a Dobie Rottweiler mix? And we say, no, no, no. it's her own thing. No, this is this is a uh, in love with the ball yeah, uh, well, dog. Yeah, she this needs, is, she needs oh, a job. But man. her breed is a farm dog breed. They are cattle and sheep herding dogs, but in the style of German shepherds. And so in France, they do all the things that German shepherds do, but they don't look like a German shepherd. They look like a I, I have Rawa. never seen a dog love a ball so much 
Uh, you haven't yeah. met enough golden retrievers in your life. It's like, wow, this dog is like, this ball is everything. And and yeah. it's like... Uh, nah, what you have there is a working <clears throat> dog with no job. Okay. And so she's right. gotten a little neurotic about the doll, the ball. Chickens. Chickens. Uh, livestock guarding dog. Uh, Needed. And, and Elliot, yeah. And so there's, I mean, there was, Elliot and I got started on a conversation and then like about five minutes in, we had to agree to stop talking about that because it's like, you know, it, it is, it's a, there's a lot of different approaches for that and that's yeah. a whole different podcast for another day. Right. Um, and we had our own adventure with it where we bought a livestock guardian <clears throat> dog and then the, it was our dog and he was awesome. And then the previous farmers guilted us into letting uh, yeah. them take the dog. Mm-hmm. And and so Elliot's like, we need a livestock guardian dog on this property, but I can't do that again. And so we're kind of waiting for the people who live there to decide, okay, now we're ready to get a dog. So before I'd heard all of those stories, which Elliot shared with me yesterday, then I said, well, of course, first thing you got to do is is put up some kind of perimeter fence. Mm -hmm. A better one, yeah. Otherwise, uh, the dog is going to try and protect the neighbors, which is not okay. Yes. Or the dog is going to try and and, uh, solve your car problem out on the front of the road. And then he told me about how that 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 went down, yeah. Yeah, and then so that that's like that one was dog down. almost our first clue that the the people who were coming to be our farmers maybe weren't the best at their job because the dog I don't know I mean the 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 dog had no no recall had no didn't know anything. The thing is, you can have a livestock guardian dog and they can do a great job with zero training. Right. You've got to have a, a rock-solid perimeter You fence. need a perimeter. Yeah. yeah. And that can be expensive with 40 acres. Yes. And and so their, their way of managing this was to try to lock the dog in the house. Oh. And so... I just some. I mean, I was on the property when it happened, but yeah, something happened, and someone was trying to get in the door, and the dog got out, and he just immediately headed for that road, and was hit by a car, and and that was their dog, so they lost their dog yeah. to the road, and then later on, we bought them a dog, and yeah. You know, I I had um, who stayed on our property. I, I had a, a, there's a bit I want to share real quick about a general overview of these podcasts. And mm-hmm. so you listen to all of them. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, let's, let's talk about this just real quick. And I kind of, and it's a little bit like community. And I kind of feel like our community is, I'm now calling it like a third try community. And so you do your first try and it's consensus, of course, because what we have to offer is obviously offensive mm-hmm. to somebody who's never done community before. Mm-hmm. And so then the first try goes to hell. Um, right, right. You find out how badly consensus can mess things up. So then you go for your second try community and it can be many flavors and then it, it, it also fails, but you still desperately wish to be part of community. That is clearly your path. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly after those first two tries, what we offer now makes sense. Right. I kind of feel like the podcast and what we're talking about, the livestock guardian dog in the hands of somebody ending up getting hit by a car almost instantly. Yeah. Um, this is, I think this is the kind of, we were going to share the dark things. Right. Because it's like, be aware, you know, and, and it's like, you, you know, take care of these things before, so that way you don't have that heartache 
that mm-hmm. comes with that. Yeah. And so um, I've had a couple of people like, oh, there's just way too much belly aching and negativity, and where's all the joy <laughs> and glory and beauty? Right. And I kind of right. feel like there is a lot of joy and glory. I mean, we had a lovely time last night. Oh, man. And, um, and there's the rocket oven, and there's... 800 degrees running on sticks. And then I was amazed. I didn't know it could do that, but... They had one log in there. Once they got it to 800 degrees, yeah. they had one log that filled the, the feed, and it kept it at 800 degrees. Well, the rocket oven design that you have, uh-huh. um, I mean, and there's a couple things I want to talk about about that, okay, but, okay. but it's like I think that the top part, the oven part, is more insulated than most mm. because it's in a bigger container, so you have the opportunity to add more insulation. And if you add more insulation, mm-hmm. then it, it could hold more heat longer. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe that's what's going on. I don't know, but it heats up fast, and it stays hot, and it makes things delicious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh. haven't really experimented with holding it at 350 like they've done with your rocket oven on your property. So I need to I need to work and see if I can do that. Like I, I hope cookies. that we're going to end up making a lot more rocket ovens. Um, and, I mean, the one that we have is number three, mm-hmm. but numbers one and two are in the boneyard because they right. got stripped for parts to make, you know, the next generation. And it's like we got to, you know, let's, when we make number four, can we not strip number three? <laughs> you know, it's like uh, I think that's generally a good good way to Tell go. Tell the makers mm-hmm. of number four that you're making the lunch in number three. <laughs> <laughs> So they best not mess with it <laughs> if they want to eat. So I think we've painted a decent... Oh, oh I wanted to point mm-hmm. out that there are some deciduous trees, but but the big, big trees are conifers. Right. In there the forest, it's mostly conifers. There's big leaf maple um, scattered in there, mm-hmm. and dug firs, and dug firs, and dug firs, and cedars, but mostly dug firs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And there's, and next to that house, that's the mm-hmm. one that where we ate the pizza. Right. There the was century ranch house. Yeah. There was a buffet of all kinds of trees, several of which I couldn't identify. So I kind of feel like, you know, somebody. Someone who really liked plants, landscaped that property. There's a lot of really interesting. Right next to the house. Yeah. Right next to the house. And really interesting like, plants. Yeah. So then there. They're was, overgrown. Like some of them are like this. <laughs> You know, a 50-year-old shrub that's now yeah. 30 feet tall. It's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know what to do with this. Yeah, well, and uh, I was kind of like, well, I can't identify this. I don't know what this is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, all right, so let's let's go to the first object that I saw when I got there. Okay. And, and it's like this is one of the reasons why I do not like Western Oregon mm. or Western Washington mm-hmm. for doing anything horticultural. Is because there's an apple tree because right. I'm I'm next to the orchard. We we we're starting with the orchard. Okay. And it's like they are all covered in lichen. Oh God, it's yeah. Like the trees are look scary in the wintertime. It looks like a Halloween scene because right. the trees when their leaves are gone, their their branches are all furry with the lichens. Yeah. Just like yeah yeah they they look and, like stuffed animals or something. And so, so when many it comes lichens. to any kind of horticultural endeavor in Western Oregon or Western Washington, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, um, mosses, lichens, um, funguses, bugs... All them. Um, we got all of them. And it's and it's like it is it, it there these are an, an additional layer of challenge 
mm-hmm. turning horticultural. At the same time, it's, it's kind of like a little bit of what you get from Hawaii, which is like if you're going to grow a garden, then um, uh, it's not so much about what you plant and, and having a rich soil. It's more about beating back all the other things. They want to grow right over it. Yeah. Yeah, when we got the property, <clears throat> many of those apple trees in the orchard were completely subsumed by Himalayan blackberry. That makes sense. Like, so, okay. Right up and over. Okay. And that's why the lichens are so thick, I think, because they, they didn't even get airflow during the winter, you know, because they were just under. So now, Elliot, uh-huh. your husband, yes. is working this property a lot. Yes. And now, how, how many of my podcasts has he listened to? Like, probably 10. I would say more than 10, because he's been listening for the past few years. Like, he's been listening to them as they come out. Okay, okay, okay. And there's been more than 10 in the past few years. So now... But he hasn't listened. He hasn't gone back to the beginning. Okay. All right, great. Yeah, yeah. Great. so he doesn't have the foundational and, knowledge. And then, of course, when the, when the <clears throat> person's doing an orchard and then mm-hmm. I step in, I'm going right. to bear the painful news, and you know, I know. what I'm going to say. I know. Elliot, on the other hand, said, yeah, yeah, I know. You're going to tell me you have to take out half the trees. <laughs> and I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wish, buddy. Okay, so what am yeah. I going to say about You're that? You're going to say take out 90% of the trees and put in completely different kinds of trees. Totally so different you don't species. Have a whole, yeah, totally different species. Elliot was kind of like, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to take out half of those trees and replace them with better apple varieties. Yeah, I think that's what he said. And he I'm said different like, varieties, oh, and I'm buddy. just sitting there like, oh, buddy. Uh, <laughs> it's like, which, no. of course, it's your property. Do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And and I, you know, but, but it's like nothing. We, we just By haven't way, done much. I got to say that one of the things I'm doing right now yeah. is that my, there's a, there's one guy that has supported my Patreon account, mm-hmm. um, and I think his level of support is larger than all the other pa- Patreon people combined. So he's awesome. And so I, I I called him on the phone and had a conversation with him and I was like, okay, buddy, what do you want from the podcast? Right. And he said, I want more property evaluations. All right. And here I am and so getting I'm, my so property then evaluated. Like, hey, stop by. And you I thought, oh, two birds. I know. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. So for the record, yes, because I have heard all your podcasts and I've heard you say over and over again, do not ask me to come look at your place because I will make you cry. On the other hand, you've listened to all of the podcasts, so you know exactly what I already what knew say. what you were going to so say. This so firm is too small. And so this orchard has too many apple trees. There so should then, not be an orchard. So then this is probably the primary cry point is to say, well, take out down 90%. All the apple trees, yeah. And, and it's like, but Although you, you know already what? know At this coming. point, I'm not so bothered because there's more apples than... I mean, okay, when we had pigs last year, that was helpful. But then when, when we had pigs last year was also when we had farmers who did no farming. And so it was like me out there with a rake and a scoop, you know, scooping up hundreds of apples and loading them into a wheelbarrow and then throwing them at the pigs. Um, and actually, even pigs can only eat so many apples. So we could probably do with fewer apples. And, and on top of that, you've also read all of my book. Yeah. 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 And so you read the the chapter, which is called, I believe we named the chapter, Replacing Petroleum with People. Yes. And in in it, we talked about, like, okay, let's suppose you have 20,000 acres. And and at the top of the chapter, because there was another another person who read the chapter, um, he also has 
uh, a, a doctorate or, mm-hmm. or two. I think he might have like eight or something. I'm not sure. Wow. Um, I'm sure you've heard of Willie Smith. Yes. 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 And so, man, yes. So he, he, uh, he wrote, he, he sent me an email saying, this chapter, this is basically what I do. Ah, and right. so we, I just copied and pasted it to the top of the chapter. And so now it says, this is basically what I do. Marvelous. And so, um, uh, and, and the way I think of it more and more, because you're saying the farmers that didn't farm. Right. And, the first set. And so I kind of feel like there's a couple of things I want to massage here. For. I kind of feel like for now, of course, what I'm doing is I'm doing a property evaluation. I'm evaluating your property. Yes. I'm telling you what I would do. Right. If it was I'm yours. not. I'm not suggesting what you should do. I'm saying this is what right. I. I like how Sepp Holzer does this. He's like the you know the property owner comes along and says, "Well, I have these ideas," and Sepp waves his hand like, dismissively, Catastrophe. like, "Yeah, like I don't want to hear from the likes of you." <laughs> just <laughs> let you know, me just tell you where the off. lake goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, I, I uh, uh, talked at great length about that kind of thing, and I, hopefully, I wrote it down. Ooh, We're going to get to it. Told Elliot where the lake should go. Well, well, of course, <clears throat> that would be illegal in the state of Oregon. Oh no, okay, never mind. So we did talk about a spot that would have a pig wallow. I get it. Okay, cool. And then yeah. there was another spot that was going to be like uh, a place for the ducks to wet their feet. Sure. And then there's, you know, but definitely we wouldn't be digging an actual pond. And the funny thing is, of course, that if that you if you put in a pond uh-huh. that has any kind of benefit to you, that's against the law. And so it has to be, but but you can you can have a trough mm-hmm. to water your animals, right? And there can be a variety of different little things. We talked about a few different okay, good, good things, and um, and a pig's wallow. What are you gonna do? The pigs, yeah. like yeah, especially with the 49 inches of rain we get every year. So yeah. It, then, and some of Create that, a wall and some of that, and of course, Oregon is famous for. Uh, there was a story going around a couple of years ago about a guy who went to jail because he built a pond. Wow. And um, it, I think I read something somewhere, and I don't know the story in detail, but apparently the guy was so upset with the law that he he goaded the authorities. Mm. Um, you know, like, I dare you, or I can't remember what it was. And rather than most of us are just going to be like, we're going to lie low, yeah. <laughs> you know, but but apparently he didn't want to lie low. He wanted the laws to change. And so he goaded oh, the wow. authorities. And um, it didn't go well for him. And so he went to the pokey. Um, uh, I don't, that's, that's the end of what I know. So, yeah. all right. Uh, the orchard, um, I saw a lot of apples with scab. Ooh, yeah. Um it was a, that is an unsprayed orchard, which is great. Which is great. Which is great. Hasn't been sprayed in and 40 years. I probably. thought that, I think that's a fascinating aspect of. There's only so many. What happens if if pigs eat too many apples? I don't know. They just they won't actually. What happened was okay. I I gave them wheelbarrows full of apples. They ate some and then they just let the the rest of them sit on the ground. Okay. All right. A lot of them and, you know, may have fallen from the tree while they were still quite green. Right. And meaning that they're not ready to be eaten, and and that they're not. I think the the hogs would have been like, this is, this not, is not food. This is not currently food. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, uh, it's there's going to be a richer thing to go on here. But this podcast is continued in part two. Don't forget, go out to patreon.com/slash/paulwheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.